This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to episode number 258 of Youpreneur FM and he's back. The one and only pro blogger himself, Darren Rouse, is back on the show this week to talk about what 200 plus podcast episodes have meant to him, his community, his business, his brand, and all that other fun stuff. Oh, it's such a great conversation. You're going to love it. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today for more info. Now, for many years, I was going on and on and on at Darren Rouse, as were many of our close friends in the industry, about starting a podcast. Darren obviously is famous for his work at ProBlogger, as well as Digital Photography School. They're his two main sources of income and business and all the rest of it. And really, ProBlogger is what put him on the map. He speaks on blogging. He's got a best-selling book on blogging. He is the ProBlogger. But after years of peer pressure, he finally decided to actually go ahead and launch a podcast. It has been 200 plus episodes in, and he's done a phenomenal job at taking some of those readers from his blog, converting them into podcast listeners, as well as taking podcast listeners that have never consumed his content his content before and turning them into blog readers as well. So I got him back on the show to have a bit of a fireside chat slash mastermind session, quite frankly. We both talk about what works, what doesn't with our podcasts, what we've got planned for the future, and more importantly, how we're going to kind of almost utilize our podcasts as content creators to continue to build our brands, our communities, and our businesses as well. This is a really good convo, and it's one of those conversations that you're going to need your notebook and a pen for. So grab that, and then get back to listening to me and Darren. Here we go. So Darren, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be back, mate. It's been a while. <laughs> it's about it's, forty episodes, I'd say. <laughs> no, uh, just a tad more than that. Maybe a hundred and forty or so. So you were last <laughs> on here. You were last on here on episode one hundred and ten, oh, and we gosh. are now at episode two hundred and fifty-eight with this episode right here. So it's been a while, but you have been a been. very, very busy boy because you are already over 
episode number 200 plus 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 of your own podcast and the last time you were on we were talking about after years of blogging you were finally getting into the podcasting world and i know that i had been nagging you for years and a ton of other people had been nagging you for years to start a show you finally did it and now you're at 200 plus episodes so i wanted you to come back on and talk about what that journey's been like um any big lessons you've learned any strategies that have worked very well for you how the community has received it and all that kind of stuff so i'll throw this low ball question at you um right out of the gate has it been worthwhile for you and your business oh yeah it's um i should have done it years ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you admit it finally right uh, Everyone, everyone who used to tell me, start a podcast, um, you can now say I told you so, um, I'm fully sold on it. We're doing as many podcasts now as we're writing articles, um, so we've, we're certainly still blogging. I don't think ProBlogger will ever stop the, the written content, but uh, we're doing a show every week now. We've okay. gone through different frequencies uh, over the years, but it's it's benefited us in many ways, and I guess the probably the ultimate example of how it's benefited us was um, a recent conference that we ran in in um uh, in the states uh, probably about half of the people who came to our little events said in passing at one point or another i'm here because of the podcast or i'm here because i discovered you on someone else's podcast and so um, podcasting certainly makes a big impression upon people and what i was fascinated in is that of those people most of them were citing specific episodes Um, And it's rare for me to hear people cite specific articles that I've written, but they cite the things I've said. Um, And it seems like a podcast not only makes a deeper personal connection with people, but it seems to create a memory for people. It's a, it's a, it's a shared experience and, and it's not just what you said, but it's what they were doing when you said it. Like I remember Mm. I was on a walk this day and you said this and I had to stop and write it down. Um, and, and there's this sense that you are sharing life with people. You're in a more conversational kind of medium. Um, and I guess the way I see it now is that every week I have the opportunity to have a half hour conversation with about 10,000 people. Um, it's not just 10,000 people reading something I wrote. It's, they feel like they're engaging with me. And that, to me, you know, that the flow on from that is amazing. People are much more likely to want to come to your event, buy your book, to tell someone else about it. So it's, it's huge. For me, the way I look at podcasting is that I get the opportunity to basically keynote thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of people every single week. That's the way I look at it. Um, and we yeah. were talking a little bit before we hit the record button, you know, going into this year, um, we're doubling up on the show. I mean, we've been a Friday podcast pretty much since day one. Um, mm. uh, but now we're going with a Tuesday and a Friday. Um, and it's something that, you know, even though the Tuesday show is a, you know, a relatively short bite sized, you know, th- two, three, maybe four minute maximum episode, um, more high level thoughts, uh, more kind of, although I'm not a big fan of the term thought leadership type stuff, um, inspirational, you know, that kind of stuff. 
people have asked for it and people like it mm. and you know when i do things on you know the reason why this came about actually and you might be quite interested in this from a from a content creator perspective the reason why we went with two minute tuesday is because i would get on to instagram or i would get on to twitter or even facebook live and i would just do something short and sweet i wouldn't hang around wouldn't answer a load of questions wouldn't really react to that many comments or anything but i would fundamentally be saying hey you know what really upsets me or you know what i think people should be doing here or you know i heard a story from somebody last month which really resonated with me and i wanted to tell you about it those those few things here and there that i was doing always got some really really powerful Mm -hmm. feedback i thought well i need to try and encapsulate that and put that into a more uh, digestible form of content and what better one than one that's already tried and tested with my audience so hence the fact we're now at two episodes a week that's great. We we actually I have cycled through a variety of formats. Well, I've cycled through a variety of formats since I started, um, and I think it brings a freshness to it as well. So I'd be fascinated to to hear how that goes with your audience. We went from daily for a first month to twice a week. We did twice a week for a good eight or nine months there, and then went back to weekly. But I've had these little bursts of daily shows um, for a, a little mini season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, seven days to rediscover your blogging groove we did for a week so it was a daily show for a week and it it just disrupted that flow of a weekly show enough that people were like oh something's going on darren's just appeared in my itunes seven times in seven days what's going on and it almost i think reminded people of the podcast um yeah, so mixing it up, I think, is definitely a, um, a, a good thing to do. We're, we're actually about to mix it up again um, over the new year. I've, in my last episode, just announced that we want to feature our listeners on the show. And so we've got our listeners to submit 10-minute stories of when they started a podcast. I've given them six questions they have to answer in, the, in that 10 minutes. And um, over the new year, I'm going to just – Blow, blow out as many shows as I can of just show of, of these stories all around their start of, of blogging, which will lead into a, a course that we're launching earlier in the year. So um, again, another experiment, change up the format, get some new voices on there. Um, be fascinating to see how it goes. I think, you know, the idea of bringing the community onto the show like that, whether it be in short bursts or whether it be on a regular thing, is a great idea. I mean, we started probably at the beginning of 2017, we started bringing on Youpreneur community members onto the show once a month, um, and people loved it. And then, you know, sort of we're seven, eight months in, and I say, you know what, let's slam them twice a month in there because we've got hundreds and hundreds of members. Why wouldn't I do mm-hmm. it, you know? And, and why not give back to the community that's giving mm-hmm. me and my business so much as well? And they are, without a doubt, some of the most popular shows with yeah. people, real entrepreneurs coming on, talking about their struggles, how they overcame them, what their plans are for the future, uh, rebranding, pivoting, all that kind of stuff that come about as being a member of the community and therefore they can go ahead and tell their stories and, and people just get inspired like crazy by them. You know, they, they really, yeah. really do. So let me ask you this then. So what was the hardest thing for you? I mean, you know, you're 200 plus episodes in now. You're in a groove clearly with this this podcasting malarkey now but what was the hardest thing for you 
being the blogger that you were, still are, but, you know, you've been blogging for so long and you'd been putting off this podcast thing for so long. What was the biggest stumbling block for you to get kind of started and get going with it? I'm just curious. Yeah, look, I mean, the technicalities, I'm not a very technical person, so there were certainly some challenges there. And I I could have taken the easy option and just got the team to set it all up and, and do it all for me. But they were under so much pressure when I launched that that wasn't going to happen. So that it was me. I had to do it all. I had to record it all, edit it all, put it all together. And that, that certainly was a massive challenge, but I'm really glad that I pushed myself into that. Um, and now understand it to the point where I can teach, you know, someone else to do it and outsource it and still understand what's going on. Um, that, that was a challenge. I think there was a pushback from some readers who didn't like to listen. And so there's been a bit of a, training of the audience that you know the articles aren't going away um but this is a new type of content and so we we introduced transcriptions after a while um to try and appease some of the readers um who who wanted um that format um and i guess alongside that we've also brought in more live video so now our weekly rhythm of content is one live video um when my internet's working and if it's not uh, i do a recorded video Uh, internet (laughs) (laughs) and a written piece of content so there's only three pieces of content now and they mix up the formats and so that's been a it's been refreshing for me um, as a content creator um, to mix things up, but it has taken a little while just for the, the audience to find their feet with the new style as well. Um, most have responded really well, but um, you know there's been a bit of pushback there as well. And I think probably the biggest challenge with podcasting for me is how do you get people to take action on it when they're on their walk, ironing, in bed, listening in the shower. They're not at a place where they can do something straight away or to do something, they've got to shut down their podcast app and then open another one. Um, And so probably the biggest thing that I think we've done is start a Facebook group around the podcast to try and get people in a second place. So I pushed that group so hard for 30 or so episodes um, and it took probably 30 episodes for – a lot of people to actually get uh, across and join it because they were doing something else when they first heard about it. But that has given us that second point of contact. And I've noticed since um, doing that, that people are taking action more on our calls to action, whether they be to buy a product or um, to actually do something with the teaching that we're, we're, we're teaching as well. You know, it's a strange one. It's, I've struggled with that myself too with this show where I've noticed that, you know, if if there's something that we want to promote or market, for example, uh, the recent summit, right? So, you know, when we were when we were really focused on uh, selling tickets for the event, we would, you know, we'd make sure that we would mention it every single week. Um, but, you know, there were some episodes where we would see, you know, we'd have a spike in traffic to the landing page a lot more than others so it has been and i guess it probably will to a certain degree continue to be a little bit hit and miss um mm. unless you know you're giving money away for free or something <laughs> maybe we'll get more click-throughs yeah. for that but it, but you're right it's it, it's tougher to get people to go from listening to something and actually doing it whereas if you're writing a blog post and you say click here for that free guide or click here for this related piece of content it's it, it's it's right there the mouse is almost always mm. Uh, in their hand or their finger is almost always hovering over the trackpad right um it just it kind of is what it is so and and the one thing and you probably found this it definitely sounds like it is that you know there are some people that will only consume 
the podcast and there are some mm. people that will only read the blog. There is a certain crossover, but it's not that I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I personally know from speaking with people, from surveying my audience um, over the years, is that they either do one or the other. There's not many people yeah. that actually do both. Have you found that as well? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's another group who only sit on Facebook all day um, right. and another group who are only on Instagram. And this is, you know, the big challenge of any con content creator today is how do you have a presence in all of those places? And it's should hard. you? It's, it is tough to do. And I guess the other part of it is because there's a crossover, you don't want to be doing exactly the same thing in all those places either. So you don't want someone to see six versions of the same piece of content. Um, mm, mm. So... I haven't got the answer to it yet, but what I guess I've tried to do over the last year is to create content in a blog that leads into a podcast that refers to the blog. And so they're different and they're driving people back and forth a little bit. Um, so they're not getting the same thing twice, but it gives them a reason to go and see the other thing, which might have a different type of call to action. Um, exactly. And you've got to, you've yeah. got to, you've got to steer people into the directions. You can't assume that they're going to find yeah. that related content on their own by clicking around or by scrolling through episodes on their phone or whatever, right? You've got to, you've got to steer them in the right direction. You just have to. Um, yeah. Another thing that I found as well is that it's for me personally, it's easier for me to batch my podcast episodes than it is for me to batch my writing you're first and foremost a writer you're first and foremost a mm. blogger rather than a podcaster or where you were i mean have you what's your kind of what's your what's your hack to get this thing out every single you know week like this and and have you are you batching like mad or are you, are you struggling um no for me it's i th i mean when i first started the first month i batched it completely yeah, this is um, what cracks me up with you more than anything else is that you go years with no podcast at all and then you say you know what i'm starting a podcast great on well done darren that's great news yeah we're gonna do 30 episodes in 30 days it's like you go from nothing <laughs> to like full-on daily show out of the gate yeah yeah you're you, all in you're a madman all in. anyway carry Can on do. i cut you um, off carry on <laughs> No, and that's the only way I could do do that one was just to, you know, batch it because there was so much content. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And when I did seven days to rediscover your blogging groove again, I batched it. So I find I can batch them if it's a contained season or series of content, but I find it harder to batch when I'm flipping from one topic to another topic to another topic. And so I tend not to do that. And even when I'm interviewing people and I've increased the amount of interviews over the last um, – year i guess i find it hard to switch from one to another as well so i do mm -hmm. tend to have a um, tuesday morning generally is the time i record that next week's podcast um occasionally i'll get a couple of weeks ahead but i'm not really much more than that okay all right well that's interesting to know i mean i i like to try and you know podcast uh, or rather batch as much as i possibly can uh, but still trying to keep it somewhat uh you know somewhat relevant it's hard sometimes when you're when you're recording stuff so far in advance right and you know there's also things like you know are there any uh product launches or promos around the corner that i want to promote is there an event popping up that i want to it's it's hard to go i find my sweet spot is around six weeks so i'll yep. record a whole bunch and then I'll, I won't do anything for like a month and a half. And then I'll do another whole bunch and so on and so on and so on. That's my sweet spot anyway. I guess it's different for everybody else. I mean, we're not all 
you know, John Lee Dumas can record like 20 episodes in a day or whatever he does, something insane. Once a, once a month he records, I think, or twice a month or something. Absolutely insane. But there you go. Yeah. Probably um, depends on the style of show as well. I think, you know, because you're doing something different every week and I'm I'm teaching something different every week. It's There's a, a lot of preparation in my podcast. I prepare for three hours i reckon for every show that i'm teaching okay because i'm researching it i want it to be deep i want it to be really comprehensive even if it's just i'm researching articles i've written before to Mm -hmm. put them in a more logical order so um whereas an interview show perhaps i know they take a lot of preparation too but if you particularly if you've got the same sort of format and the same sort of topic every time maybe it's a bit easier to to batch those well i think it also it it becomes easier to interview people that you've got good relationships with as well so i have found that without a doubt i do way 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 less prep work for somebody like yourself who i know well and we're good friends and we kind of we know that we can get on and, and talk 20, 30 minutes and there's going to be a whole bunch of value bombs dropped. Whereas if I don't know the guest that well, maybe they've been introduced by somebody else that's already been on the show before or a friend or whatever, I obviously clearly have to do more research on that person because I don't want to get facts wrong. I don't want to look like I'm not interested in them or whatever. Just because I've never spoken to them before doesn't mean that I'm I'm not wanting to know about them before I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I guess it also comes down to your personality. You're a fairly quick – you come across as a fairly quick-thinking, um, you know, person who can think on their feet, whereas I'm a slower-paced person. If I had to come up with questions <laughs> to interview someone, I need to have those questions, or at least I have 20 or so questions that I could ask having thought about all of those. Even if it was you, I'd, I'd, I'd struggle in that type of environment. So I'm mm-hmm. just a bit slower, I guess, and – bit more measured no well and that's fine everybody's got their own vibe i mean that's you know that's what it's all about so as we you know as we begin the new year here i'm curious to know from your perspective what are your major goals now with the show you know 200 plus episodes in it's the beginning of a new year you've got the whole kind of we're going to feature some of our listeners on the show i love that i think that's a great idea but how do you see the pro blogger podcast kind of growing and evolving over the course of 2018 yeah, I'm really interested this year in exploring how to make it flow more with the rest of what's going on in the pro blogger business. This last couple of years, there's been times where I've tied it into a launch or some other content that's going on on the blog, but this next year, you're going to see it um, tie into our the rest of what what's going on. It's much more... Um, planned out so we're starting next year with our um we we actually just invented international starter blog day um so and it's going to (laughs) coincide with i love that it's it's happening next year (laughs) can't tell you the day yet but it's going to happen and and it's happening around you know we've just designed this course it's going to take people through that and so the podcast this series of our readers telling their stories about starting their blogs will flow into that and then there's another course coming after that and there'll be another series of podcasts that flows into that. So it's going to be a little bit more of a journey for people rather than lots of topics that are relevant to bloggers but aren't ordered in any um, logical way. Right. Um, so we'll do more of that. And I think the other thing that I'd like to do more of next year is seasons um, and then take breaks. Um, I just took a two-week break, the first break I've had really from the podcast. So absolutely nothing went live for nothing two weeks. went live for a couple of weeks. And um, how did you see – what, what, what was your traffic like in regards to that? How did that work? Um, 
it, I mean, downloads were certainly a little lower those weeks, but there's a base of of uh, downloads I get every day anyway sure. because yeah, people yeah. find it in in iTunes and other places. So, um, but it was good for me. <laughs> I needed it. I needed a couple of weeks off, and oh, I was absolutely. traveling, and I just thought this is a, a logical time to have a break before this new um, little batch of um, podcasts comes out with with our readers. So, I, I think. Next year, I will do that a little bit more, and it will be between seasons of content. So there'll be, you know, this batch of, of readers telling their stories, and then there might be a batch of interviews around finding readers for your blog, and a batch of interviews around um, other topics that we've got courses coming out on as well. And that will also allow us to do more of our launch um, and, you know, looking after our readers in, in the dead times of the podcast too. I don't think that, I, I mean, I think a lot of people overthink this. Um, and I personally, although I've never taken a full-blown break in terms of not publishing anything for a whole week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever, I, what I have done before is I've turned around and said, you know what, I'm kind of tired right now. I don't want to schedule interviews. I haven't really got anything that I want to share by doing solo shows. I'm going to take a break from recording new material and what i've done is i've gone back into the archives and i've seen what has done very very well and if it's somewhat a bit of an evergreen type topic i will bring it to the front of the feed again and fundamentally publish the episode again with a different intro obviously yeah so you know yeah. and we did that um around the middle of of 2017 where I think for about a month, every week was a kind of a, a, a rewind show. And mm. people loved it because there's people that discover your show for the first time ever every single day. Do you think they go right the way back to episode one? No, they don't. They might pick and choose a few things, but the chances are that when they discover it, they hit subscribe and they listen or watch if it's a video show, everything that comes out going forward. They don't necessarily dive into the archive that much um so that's maybe another idea if there's certain things particularly like like your 31 days to build a better blog what you you know you mm. kick the the show off with that that's an ebook that came out of a and correct me if i'm wrong it was a, it was a series of blog posts which then got turned into an ebook which then got turned into a podcast series so you yeah. could fundamentally rerun that almost annually I think, yeah. to a certain degree, yeah. uh, with a slightly different intro for each episode to show that you actually care and you haven't just, you know, sort of just <laughs> literally re republished the same episode again. But I think people would be absolutely fine with that. And it's a great, I mean, it's such a great refresher course, for, and not just for bloggers as well. I would say for anybody who's creating any type of content on a regular basis, there's 80% of it is, you know, you can attribute that to any type of content, any medium at all. Yeah, and you know I've seen um, you know shows like This American Life do that for years. They they you know or they just feature a part of a previous episode. Like here was an interview that we used as part of another show, and then they bring that in and put something else next to it. And so I think there's certainly a case for that um, in the teaching space, particularly where our content is very evergreen. Um, yeah, totally think that would be good. And, and updates as well, I guess, would be the other part of it. You could you could um, play an episode that you've done, and then say at the start you're going to update it with some new information towards yep. the end of it as well keep people listening through to the end another thing that's worked very well for us on this show um and this is here we go guys we're just masterminding now this is no longer an interview yeah we're just masterminding um <laughs> what what you know one of the other things that work very well here is that we've taken certain bits and pieces 
of inside of the community, which is proprietary content for our paid members. So we could have the odd workshop or the odd chit chat video. Um, and we'll rip that out. And it's, it's a video. We'll rip the audio off it intro and then play that uninterrupted along with our kind of opening and closing uh you know intro music for the videos and all that kind of stuff and it really i mean it's helped a lot to give people Mm -hmm. a very clear picture as to the type of vibe and the quality uh, and the time and effort that we put behind the content that we create inside of the community uh for our paid members and every time we don't do it very often i'd say probably like maybe four times in a year we might do that but every time we've done it i've always got feedback from people saying oh that was such a good idea i'm a member now i've just signed yeah. up because of that so yeah. you know we're going to start doing it every single week now no. <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting because we've done the same thing with our events we we get to the end of our event and we often sell our event recordings as a virtual ticket but yeah. it's amazing content and so we've featured a number of those talks as episodes on the podcast particularly my talks um but um we've used a few of um other people as well with their permission on the podcast and it's been a great way to Mm -hmm. give people a taste of what happens at the event um we wouldn't want to give them all away because people are paying for that content as well but it's great and um i've used um recordings of other people's events as well so james shramko's event he gives the speakers a video of their talk and so, and says you can use it however you want. So I ripped the audio out of that and put it on the podcast as well. Sure. Um, and those episodes went crazy. I know Gary Vaynerchuk he, he does that all the time, and um, yeah, they they were very popular and they're long as well. They're you know, the, I think the one from James is over an hour of just me talking, and mm. it went crazy in terms of um, download numbers. Well, because mm. you're taking people out of their routine, routine, aren't they? Aren't you rather? So you know, it's like if you're if you're usually a twenty to thirty minute show, particularly an interview format show, and then you slam in a one hour solo show of you on stage, and particularly if they can hear. Uh, reactions from the live audience such as laughter or clapping or something like that that really messes people's minds up because it's something completely different isn't it yeah oh for sure and people you know see a different side of you as well because i'm different on stage to the way i am when i teach on the podcast as well there's there's certainly some similarities but you know the fact that i can get a laugh and actually they hear people laughing (laughs) rather than just me chuckling at my own jokes um i think Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, it's great. I I love it. I think that's great. So, okay, as we wrap up here now then, so, I mean, clearly this has become something that, I mean, when you, I guess this is a double-barrel question. So when you started the show, did you have any preconceived ideas as to sort of what it may or may not lead to? And now that you're a couple of hundred-plus episodes in, were those feelings that you initially had were they were they kind of swept to one side or have they strengthened in any way i'm just, this is the stuff that i like to get into i like to get into people's heads when they've when they've you know taken a big leap like this and i i really i'm very curious to see how you feel about it overall yeah it's interesting i i think when i first started i thought it would be monetized more with sponsorship um okay and it well, hasn't and that, that, at all. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. one of the things that everybody thinks with a show is that you know you've got to have a sponsor on there to make money out of it, which is not yeah. right at all. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we had a sponsor for the first 10 shows and we've had, I think, maybe one or two others here and there. But mm-hmm. one, the amount of money that you make from a sponsor, you need a, a lot of downloads. And we're, we're certainly not tiny, but um, we're not making enough really or not doing enough to, to make much off it. Um, and I think for me, I mean, it's, it sounds strange, but I feel like I'm doing it now more for my readers than for me um and it's come from the reactions that i've had when i meet readers like i'm at this last event that i went to i had people come up and tell me such amazing stories of things that have happened as a result of being a listener of the podcast or coming to one of our events or being a part of the community that, that like their lives are changing and i've always known that but i think that's driving me so much more with my podcast now than making money or getting people to buy my course or getting people to buy a ticket to my event. It's, it literally, it feels like a bigger thing. Um, do you and feel so like I guess that's con- my big, I was going to say, I mean, do you feel like the connection that you're making is, should we say a more in-depth, more richer connection? Cause I feel like that mm-hmm. with my, podcast listeners like you know I, I you know i always waffle on about p2p and people to people and that's the way to build a business and you know you serve first you sell later that kind of thing i mean do you feel like the connection that you have with your podcast listeners is a deeper one than with mm. your blog readers perhaps yeah and people always say you know it's so, so much more of a personal medium mm. and the way I hear that is them saying it's a deeper connection from the listener's perspective. But I actually think from the podcaster's perspective, it's a, a deeper connection as well because I'm actually speaking to my read, my listeners. Right. I'm not just writing words on a screen. There's a feels more intimate both ways, I guess, is what I'm saying. And, and, but and you no don't get like that. What... You don't get the feedback straight away. It's it's often a delay yes. that you hear that feedback when you go to the event. And so in the moment, as you're doing it, you think, oh, well, I just did it. That felt very intimate for me, but I don't see any reaction. I don't. You don't get as many comments. Um, but when you go to the event, you, you hear the stories. That's where you get this snowballing sort of avalanche of um intimacy back which is really nice and that was i mean that you took the words out of my mouth i was going to say you know no matter what you're publishing and when you publish i think with a with a particularly back in the day where comments were all the rage on blogs you would get that immediate feedback pretty much somebody would finish reading the the, you know the 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 post and they would type in a comment Uh, nowadays maybe it's on facebook or or twitter or something but with a podcast, you're right. You might not hear from that listener for months and months and months, maybe even years uh, mm. in terms of the impact that you've had on them. But then you get that one email out of the blue about a show you know, that you recorded a year ago or something, and they're like, that changed my life, or that put another yeah. zero on my monthly earnings or whatever it was. And that kind of makes it all worthwhile as well, I find. Yeah, for sure. And so for me, translating that into a tip, you've, uh, it's forcing me to think much more about how do I want to change people's lives on a big picture, like you know, over a year, over the next year, where do I want to take my readers? Um, but also every show sort of on the micro level, what, what, how is this show going to change someone's life? Or how are they going to come away and do something different as a result of listening to it? And so that's, that's 
I guess, the big change in my podcast. It's not just think of a topic that might be interesting. It's think of a topic that's going to take people from point A to point B um, and give them the information to be able to take that step. So true. And I love, I love that mindset. It's great. Well, Darren Rouse, episode number 258. Initially on episode number 110, the title of that show was From Pro Blogger to Not So Pro Podcaster, and then in brackets the word yet, exclamation mark. I'm officially now, I'm officially now going to give you the title of Pro Podcaster. How does it feel? Thank you. Appreciate it. I think someone's already got the domain, though. <laughs> Probably. Smarty pants, whoever they are. All right, mate. Well, look, thank you for coming back on, telling us a story, letting us know what's going on in the future and everything. It was great to have you. And uh, yeah, let's not wait another 140 or so episodes until the next visit, okay? Sounds good. All right. For you guys tuning Thanks, in, Chris. you can check out more of what Darren's about and what he's doing over at the podcast and everything at Pro Blogger. You can go over to the show notes at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 258. Eight. I'll be back at you again next week, next Tuesday, with another Two Minute Tuesday. Until then, take good care and be kind to each other. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today. I'll see you on the inside.